Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Some of what came out of the documentary, I could have told you beforehand. There has to be, if there's going to be a good guy, there's got to be a bad guy. It's going to be a hero. It's got to be a villain. And Michael Jordan, I think, was portrayed as, and fairly accurately so, as a flawed hero. It's one of the things that we try and do in our superhero movies. Deadpool is one of my favorites, but Deadpool is quite a flawed guy. Not everybody can be Superman, and Jordan, though Superman in big situations, did expose at least some of his flaws, but explained them as, hey, winning has a price. But the big question is, the villain, portrayed as Jerry Krause, who's no longer with us, isn't here to defend himself, is he accurately portrayed? Or Jerry Reinsdorf, who the owner who tried to keep blood off of his hands throughout all 10 of the episodes. And, you know, Michael Jordan rolled his eyes at the idea of, of, of offering Phil Jackson another contract. Like, was Jerry Reinsdorf really 
kind of the, the guy behind the villain. I mean, almost like um, Emperor Palpatine, right? Like there are other bad guys. There's the Sith, but there's guys behind guys even worse. This was Michael Jordan explaining why he thinks he could have won, they could have won a seventh title. In 98, Krause already said at the beginning of the season, Phil can go 82-0. and 0, And he was never going to be the coach. So when, when Phil said it was the last dance, it was the last dance. We knew they weren't going to keep the team. Now, they could have nixed all of it at the beginning of 98. Why say that statement at the beginning of 98? If you ask all the guys who won in 98, Steve Kerr, Judd Bushler, blah, blah, blah. We give you one-year contract to try for seven. You think they would have signed? Yes, they would have signed. Would I have signed for one year? Yes, I would have signed for one year. I've been signing one-year contracts up to that. Would Phil done it? Yes. Now, Pip, you would have to do some convincing, but if Phil was going to be there, if Dennis was going to be there, if MJ was going to be there to win our seventh, Pip is not going to miss on out on that. All right. Um, there's an article which I just posted. I, I just posted on, uh, on Twitter, and I saw it um, in NBC Sports Chicago. A guy named Casey Johnson uh, said in this, the final excerpt of Jerry Krause's unfinished and unpublished memoir, the general manager of the Bulls pulls back the curtain on the end of the dynasty. This is what he said. Um, up until now, as you have read this, nobody outside of Jerry Reinsdorf, myself, and a few select people in the Bulls organization really know what happened in the aftermath of winning our sixth world championship in eight years. Did we break up a winning team so we could satisfy our own egos and win without those players and coaches? Do you really think that the people who worked so many years to win and then win again and again would be dumb enough to let egos get in the way of trying to win again? Do you think that the organization built with one single purpose from its chairman down to the lowest ranking member of the front office to win championships would easily give up that, give, give up that thought during the championship run of 1998 cracks in the foundation were beginning to alarmingly show up at inopportune times. Dennis Rodman uh, was showing up as older lack of movement by Luke Longley, the slowdown and efficiency of players playing over a hundred games in three straight seasons. So they sat, here's what happened. They sat down. Reinsdorf, assistant general manager, Jim Stack, Al Vermeil, who's the strength coach, the doctors, uh, the head of finance, their surgeon, even their assistant to the GM. They, the first question is, how much could they get out of Luke Longley? The doctors thought he would break down quickly. Rodman, every person in the room was concerned that Dennis's off-the-court meanderings had caught up with him and he was playing on fumes at the end of the season. Okay, no center, no power forward, very little cap space to sign anybody of quality to replace them. If you bring back Jordan and Pippen, who rebounds? Go to Pippen, two major surgeries in two years, one of them late in the summer to purposely defy our instructions to do it earlier and not miss regular season time. He wants to be paid superstar dollars. Is he worth the risk even if we don't have a center and a power forward? And can he and Michael carry the load of a new coach? You know, can Michael carry, continue his greatness without a center, without a power forward, without Pippen? Right? Steve Kerr, Judd Bushler, free agents who can get more money from other teams if we can give them under, then we can give them under cap rules. Could you get Phil Jackson to coach without a proven center, a proven power forward? Probably Pippen. And oh yeah, by the way, Michael Jordan sliced his finger in a cigar cutter that would have prevented him from playing an entire season. 
to his credit, and this is Jerry Reinsdorf's own words, he could have stiffed us, signed a huge contract, but he was honest, and we were well informed that his, what the condition of his hand was. He didn't want to play on a rebuilding team, and he stuck to his word. In January, when the league was about to resume, remember, there's a lengthy lockout, Pippen's agents asked, asked us to do Scotty a favor. Scotty got a $20 million, $20 million more by doing a sign-and-trade. Jerry and I, Jerry Reinsdorf, gave him a giving, going away present. I called Steve and Judd and told them to take the biggest contract they could have. Luke Longley signed a five-year deal with Phoenix. He was out of the league in three years. Like, look, sometimes it's just time to go. Sometimes it's time to go. Trust Phil Jackson. Don't trust Michael Jordan. It, it doesn't mean that Michael Jordan is full of it, but Michael Jordan believes he can win anything. And if you want to believe that Michael Jordan believes is right by believing that, take a look at his gambling debts. He can't win everything. Can't even win every basketball game. Phil Jackson was speaking from a point of confidence and from a perspective of where he was, where the team was. He needed time. The, team, the run was over. Sometimes it's just over. Sometimes it's just done. What was the overarching theme behind the last dance? That they were just trying to find a way to get through so Michael Jordan could win them just one more. You don't run that one back. Look, the, the perfect basketball analogy is, is in fact this. Anyone who's ever played pickup basketball, you get to play the last game and you're done, right? And you start to unlace your sneakers and everybody's talking about what you're doing and you're doing your kids and I, I got to run. One guy's got to go to his kid's baseball game. Another guy's got to go because his kid's swimming. You know, his daughter's in, a, uh, daughter's in a show. Guys start to unlace their sneakers and somebody goes, man, that was a great run. Let's run that back. If you lace back up your sneakers, oh, there's nine more guys. You're not our 10th. And all right, fine. I'll go do it. What undoubted two things undoubtedly happen. One, the quality of play is not as good. And two, somebody gets hurt. Those two things happen. Phil knew that's it. We're done. That's a wrap on to the next. And truthfully, Michael Jordan knew. But now you get 20 years and the ego of a guy who never lost in the finals and the thought of, you know, even Jordan, he would have been okay not getting there, having lost on the way there, getting beat up or falling. Like, at least he would have known. Right? Jordan wants to go out on his sword, as they call it. No one wants to go out by decision. That's what warriors do. But that doesn't make it right. That doesn't mean they could have run it back. The reality of it is they were done. Pippen was never the same. Robin was barely in the league for two years before he was out. Never played more than 40 games the rest of his career. Pippen, even with that huge deal, and the next year playing 40 minutes a game, which was far more than he had ever played with the Bulls, he averaged five fewer points per game. He was just a shell of his former self. He was still a damn good player, but you couldn't just be a damn good player if Michael Jordan was aging and they had to have a whole new crop around them. So I, I get that we always want more. But how many times Star Wars was as good a series of movies as have ever been made? And 
look, there are some of the new Star Wars I really, really like. But do any of them match up to the magic of the first three? Of course they don't. They tried to go back in and run back Indiana Jones. Does any remember that? Any I didn't even watch the fourth, the fourth Indiana Jones. I I get that we're in this. You're you're the champ until somebody beats you, and then you're no longer the champ, and then you retire. But everything from start to finish, including Jordan's retirement, and the resurrection, and him losing the ball, and having to. You know, staying in town and focusing and working on his game and changing back his body and then winning three more titles and and winning the last one on the road, game winner as the clock runs down. Like all of that was incredible. But less is more. More is not always more. It doesn't mean that Jordan's word doesn't speak to his own mental truths that he believes they could have won a seventh title. But Phil Jackson to me, has the most balance. It was over. It was time to go. It was the last dance. And we move on. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare open a limited time 11 month certificate at kemba financial credit union at 5.25 percent apy it's more than triple the national average plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details offer expires may 31st 2024 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply 500 minimum and two hundred fifty thousand dollars maximum deposit advantage status required comparison based on bank rate average federally insured by ncua did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six. 
the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code DUG, only on DraftKings. Pick 6, the crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. Terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Let's welcome in Chris Broussard from Fox Sports One. He's covered the NBA for his entire professional life. He joins, he's a former Hooper himself. And of course, you can hear him on The Odd Couple, a show that starts at uh, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, along with Crazy Uncle Rob Parker. First, do you believe the pizza story? I do. Um, I, I, I wonder why it became the flu story. Um, there are some who've over the years said, oh, Jordan had a hangover. Um, but I don't, I don't think it was the hangover, just looking at how he was and would it have lasted into that evening. Um, so, you know, I believe it. I don't, you know, it's, it's, I, I don't understand why they would have said the pizzas for Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless the place was closed and, you know, was glad to do it for Mike. Um, but yeah, I tend to believe it. What about you? Well, I, I, again, I, it's the, it's the pizza from my goods. Now, look, I will, I, the more I think about it, that part does make a little bit more sense, right? Because when, when I was a player in college, my first year at Oklahoma state, we flew into play Missouri on the road and, um, you know, college town was like a Wednesday night game. Everything was shut down. We had practice ran long. It was like nine 45 at night. We roll in and we were supposed to eat at Olive Garden. And they were like, sorry, our kitchen's closed. And my coach was like, you tell him Eddie Sutton, his boys are hungry. And next thing we know, uh, there's bowls of pasta and salad and breadsticks and right. dudes are running around. You know, So I do get it from that, from that, like, hey, maybe they didn't deliver. And you're like, we don't deliver and we're closed. Like, hey, Michael Jordan needs a pizza and four, right. guys, four guys show up. I don't like, I'm like, I guess maybe you could believe Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant wouldn't share, but you get a whole pie and you don't offer somebody else a slice? Well, that was interesting, but I guess they the way they told it, he's the only one who was hungry. But I tell you, you brought up the Kobe Kobe Bryant. That was the first thing that came to my mind was remember Kobe in Sacramento when he ordered room service and then he turns up with food poisoning. That's the first thing I thought of. So, um, yeah, like I said, overall, I believe it. Um, and obviously, if it was the flu, it wouldn't wouldn't have necessarily gone away as quickly as it did. He was fine in the next game. Um, and again, seeing him out there as weak as he was, it, it seems plausible to me. Do you think they should have run it back? I do. I just feel like, Doug, I think there's two ways for a dynasty to end. It should end one of two ways. One, you get beat on the court. Or two, you know, your, your main guy or guys are so old that they retire. 
you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar kind of retired and, and walked away, and that kind of ended showtime. So I think that's how it should end. Now, I believe they obviously could have brought Phil and Michael back. I think they could have convinced Scotty. Remember, the Bulls could have went over the cap to pay Scotty whatever was necessary. They were paying Jordan 30 and $33 million those last two years. So they could have given Scotty, I don't know, 15, 18, whatever they wanted to give him. Um, and him back, what they would have had to do was replace Rodman. Now, is it possible that Phil and Michael could have gotten another season out of Rodman? Because, you know, Doug, his last two years after that, he only played 35 games total. And I don't know how much of it was physical, and I'm sure a great deal of it was mental. So could they have gotten more out of him? Maybe, maybe not. But I think the challenge for Krause, what he should have done is maybe gone out and tried to find replacements for Dennis Rodman and for some of the older vets. So built around Jordan and Pippen. And, and look, the Knicks got to the finals that year. And you remember they were nothing special with Sprewell and Marcus Camby and Allen Houston and all that. So I think that the Bulls could have gotten to the finals and maybe the injection of a few newer players would have, you know, gotten Jordan and Pippen, you know, energized. And I think they would have beaten that San Antonio team. Obviously, it was Twin Towers, so that would have been a challenge. But they always had big bodies, you know, that they could have thrown at those guys. And then on the perimeter, Jordan and Pippen would have had to dominate. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, like, let's look at it from this perspective. Pippen wanted to get paid, and yet he had ankle surgery, and he wouldn't have it over the previous summer. Then he hurts his back in the NBA Finals, right? Like, his, I mean, his body's breaking down right in front of you. You're like, okay, so his body's worse than it's ever been, and he wants to be paid more than he ever has. And by the way, Pippen now, was remember, never— Now, remember, he did play—he played the next two seasons completely, yes. though. Not the 50 played, games— played 40, minutes a ga- played 40 minutes a game in the 50-game season, which was condensed, right? right? But again, right. you didn't have— you don't have the benefit of that information that that is bought. You got to. It's a little bit of a guessing game, and so and you, like, you would have broken it up. You think that was the right move? Well, no, not necessarily. What, what I would have honestly, what I, what I hate is that you go to people individually. Like I, I think that's a mistake. I think what I you do is I think what I you agree. do is the first thing you do is you go hat in hand and you go and you meet with Phil and you go like, look, if we can get you a really good team, okay, Jordan. We, 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 would you would you sign on for that? Yes. Okay. That's all we need to hear. Then you go to Mike, and you go, Mike, if we can get you Phil and a really good team, okay. But the problem is that they used the words rebuild, and yes. they didn't use the word yes. reload. Yes. Right? I mean, it, was, you, it was kind of like I was surprised, Doug, last night when they, they said Reinsdorf. I didn't know that, that Reinsdorf had offered Phil, said you can come back. But it seems a bit, I don't want to, for lack of a better term, disingenuous because you also are telling him we're going to rebuild. So, of course, Phil doesn't want to sign up for that. And Michael doesn't want anything like that. So, I agree with you. I think, I think Michael definitely wanted to play. And I think, you know, if you had told Phil, we're going to reload, we're going to bring back Scotty, pay him what is necessary for a year, and then we're going to get you a couple of, you know, bangers to replace Dennis Rodman. I think they would have would have come back. Yeah, I, and I, I, mean, Doug, I, I think I think the big thing was Phil was done. Phil was done. He was just like, look, it's time to go. I'm done. And I don't think it was just 
Jerry Krause. I just think mentally, emotionally, and and by the way, Phil nailed it with timing, right? Sat out for a year, takes over the Lakers, sure wins did, three straight titles. Sure did. I, I I think too. It's interesting how after you win so much, you're kind of ready to for the challenge. I'm talking about front offices and maybe some coaches. You're ready to rebuild. You're ready for the challenge of building up a new, you know, championship team. We saw it in New England where they were ready to get rid of Brady. You know, they were ready to – they didn't notice at the time, but you would have left one Super Bowl on the table, right? <laughs> they were ready after five to move on. And it was the same thing with these Bulls. You know, I, I think – and that's where I think front offices and coaches, Doug, have to realize it's not about you. It's not about Jerry Krause showing the world how great he is at putting a team together. If you, you just put the team together, and if you get credit, great. I mean, we should give you credit, but if you don't, fine. You're supposed to be in the background. And he did a great job of putting those teams together. There's no question. I just wish he had understood that. And maybe that more in the public and the players could have understood that he gets just as much credit for reloading, say, three times around Michael Jordan, right? You mm-hmm. build three different championship groups around Michael Jordan. That should have gave him plenty of credit versus having to feel like, I'm going to rebuild from scratch. Well, there's an article out. I, apparently there's an unpublished, unfinished memoir in which he kind of goes through the it wasn't we didn't break it up because of ego. We broke it up because he kind of goes through like Luke Longley was done, Rodman was done, Pippen was breaking down and wanted a huge contract, and we just couldn't find. We didn't feel like we could find a way to make it work. And then Jordan, people forget Jordan in that long off season because the lockout cut his finger, almost cut his finger off, and it was in a cigar cutting at like imagine that like right. the, he cut, cut his I finger in a, a cigar cutting accident. Um, how do you think Jordan comes off in the end? I think he comes off fine. Now, obviously, there are those that are loving it and those that are are hating it and thinking he was a bully. Um, And he, you know, obviously he was tough on his teammates. The way they portrayed it, whether this is accurate or not, the way they portrayed it is that he really, you know, he did it because it was necessary to win. Maybe the guys on his team were, were somewhat soft and he had to build them up and toughen them up for the playoffs. I even think the thing with Scott Burrell, like obviously he was hard on Scott, but there are, there are also a lot of times where they're clearly joking around, you know, like even on the bus in the early episodes. Now, now he puts him on blast. He's talking about, you know, all the women he's with and how much he drinks and all that, but he's joking around with him. Then he's joking around with him in the locker room. You know, he's talking about he's missed all these shots, but he gives him a pound. You know, when he talked about the barroom brawl, he's joking yesterday in the episode. So I think you played on teams, Doug. Some of that's just he's messing around with the guy. And then, you know, people didn't like that he called him the B word, the H word. What did he call Larry Bird last night? Dude, you know, I, I mean. I, I, he, I, I'm glad you brought that. I'm glad you brought that up. Look, there's, I don't think. I don't think America is soft person. Probably a little, we're we're a lot more sensitive. We're than, getting much softer. Yeah, yeah we we are. But I, but I also it. think like look, I have friends that to this day like what's up, beat like that's that is right. how people talk. And and by the way, it's not just in America. Like when when I there's a there's a translation in Russian to the B word, and it starts also with a B. And one of my teammates like that's what he called everybody. Right. That's just. Right. 
it, again, that's that is more the locker room humor than what we've some have tried to portray like in the presidential election three years ago. Right. Right. Sometimes it's actually a good thing. That's how dudes talk to each other. You know, and right, there's right, there, there right. are there are guys that go over the top and they won't stop. And you're just like, come on, there, there's like there's women around, there's dude, the chicks around, you know, like kids around. Like, let's be let's be civil here. But again, that doesn't I that doesn't translate negatively to me there. Now, do you think do you think that today's players would embrace that and want to play with him? I think that. If Jordan, the only way that type of leadership works, Doug, is if you're good enough to lead the team to championships. Me, that's what it is. Because I don't think it would have worked in Jordan's era had he not been good enough to continually win championships. Because what happens is, you know, the rest of the guys, at that point, a lot of them didn't like him. Um, But, hey, we're riding a gravy train. I'm part of the circus, too. I'm becoming a little bit of a celebrity, too, because there's a trickle-down effect from Michael and Scotty and Phil down to me. So they all go along with it, um, and they're winning. And you remember when he went to Washington older as an older player, he tried to lead the same way. And those players, Doug, some of them who had grown up with Michael Jordan posters on their wall. You know, I mean, he's their idol. They couldn't stand him because – that will only work if you're winning championships. I've seen players, other players in the league, try to emulate that, and they weren't. They were good, really good players, but not good enough to lead to championships. And it doesn't work. It'll destroy a team. So I think if Jordan, which I do think he was good enough, if he was in this era and he was winning consistently, I think he could get away with it. If if he wasn't winning, I don't think it would have fly flown. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's the voice of Chris Broussard. Check him out on the Odd Cup, which is daily, seven o'clock Eastern, uh, four o'clock Pacific, uh, along with uh, Crazy Uncle Rob Parker. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. All right, Doug. Anytime. Chris Broussard, one of the all-time good guys in this business. So happy to have him as, as part uh, part of our Fox Sports Radio family. Uh, Rob Parker as well. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let's welcome in. He's Rusty LaRue. He was. A three-sport star at Wake Forest, of course. Um, as many of you noticed, he's, he was part of that 1998 Last Dance NBA Bulls NBA champion Bulls team, and he joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Rusty, how are you? I'm doing great, Doug. How about yourself? Good, man. Uh, what's this been like going down memory, memory lane? You know, it's been fun. Uh, obviously, it seems like a long time ago, but... Uh... With everything going on, it's been a great distraction, and for me, just uh, getting a chance to have it with, uh, be able to watch it with my kids, and you know, who, who weren't around at the time. Riley was two, and of course, you know, he, he passed away at nineteen, and um, he wouldn't remember it anyway. But just getting to go down those memory lanes, some of the pictures of him, but then also, you know, my kids grew up hearing about it, uh, but I don't think quite understood the hoopla. Um, so it's it's really kind of hit home for them to kind of see. Well, how excited everybody was about it and kind of the hoopla that surrounded the team. What did you learn that you didn't know? Uh, golly. Um, probably some of the backstory of the guys. Um, you know, I enjoyed getting to, getting to hear um, just some of the story and see some of the backstory of some of the people. But, um, you know, that's really the, that was kind of the, some of the fun part for me, just some of the things maybe I didn't know about them personally that I got to experience and see um, as part of the documentary. What was what about your Rodman experience? I mean, for, for somebody like you, you know, even at that age, you were married with a kid, strong, uh, you know, strong faith in your, in your background. What was your experience like playing and living near Dennis Rodman? You know, Dennis, believe it or not, is not a really flamboyant guy in person. You know? yeah. I mean, he's, he's really, uh, when it comes to basketball, he's, he's a hard worker, put in a ton of time in the weight room after practice. I mean, getting into practice, as, as you've seen, was a, a challenge at times. But um, but really was a quiet guy. Um, was not uh, Didn't really hang out with the guys on the team much. Kind of had his own circles he ran with and came in and when he was there he busted his butt to practice and did his thing and would get in the weight room and you know for me just uh um i guess i didn't know any better being a rookie you just kind of kind of came in put your head down went to work and tried to try to keep getting paid the uh the, the did, did it did i know you have the sky report which had said the last dance 
Was there any question in your mind whether or not they, the Bulls were going to try and get, get, the, get the band back together after it was over? I think when you're in it, um, you know, obviously the things that the last dance, we had shirts made. I wish I kept one. We had shirts made that said the last dance on them. Um, and uh, there's part of you that, you know, you hear it, but I, I still think um, there's, a, there's a little bit of you that has to think, you know, surely if we win it, um, you know, they're going to call everybody back and, uh, you know, find a way at the last minute to, okay, one more year. And so I think while we, we, we played it out like it was the last dance, I think there was still at least a little part of all of us that had to figure, surely not, right? Um, and just the confluence of factors from, uh, as we found out in documentary, Phil kind of saying he didn't want to come back um, and, and just the lockout and everything that went along with that, uh, it didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I I do think that that part of the story is not really told, right? There's a there's also, and I don't know if you've seen. I tweeted out today. There's an unpublished memoir from, um, uh, from Jerry Krause where he's like, "Look, we didn't want to break him up, but Dennis was essentially done. Luke Longley was 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 kind of done physically, and Scottie Pippen was a mess physically and wanted to get paid. Like there there's a there's a lot, and, and then you had the lockout, and Jordan cut his finger, you know, during the lockout, and and might not have been have been available. Let's, let's, let's go to the playoffs because that's when, uh, you know, that, that's when it really, really cranked up. Um, what were those guys like during the playoffs in terms of the kind of the Jordan's change in mentality? There was definitely a little bit, uh, obviously more seriousness. You know, Jordan's kind of a playful guy off the court anyway. You know, he's, a, he, he likes to joke around and as, as you've seen the gamble and, he doesn't mind having a good time, and um, but when playoffs came around, you could always tell there was a little more focus, um, and just a, uh, especially as you got deeper in the playoffs. Um, and one of the things, probably for me, being a rookie, that was just the best thing for me was really getting to see that whole team um, as a veteran group of guys. You know, you mentioned some of the names just across the board were established NBA guys. Just kind of seeing how they handled the distractions of everything that went around along with how to be a professional um, and just handle yourself and take care of everything you need to take care of to get the job done was, was pretty amazing. And then when, you know, playoff time came, it just was even that much more crucial. And, um, you know, that Indiana series was, was really a tough one. And you could just see the grind kind of wearing on everybody, but those guys just coming in every day and getting their work done. Yeah. Um, you, you blogged about a story. Now, this yeah. was, what, the last practice before you left for Utah for the last game? Yeah, so, you know, we were all had all but plan, planned the parade, you know, on, on that Thursday night. We think we're going to close it out. Um, we lost the first game in Utah, and they won three in a row. And um, that, that Thursday, Malone played great, uh, took it over. And then, you know, Friday morning, like most teams, you know, you have your – you got to have practice. You're doing your walk-through shoot-around. And Jordan and the starters – you know, as it got that late in the season, would come in with sweats and low-cut shoes and um, would just basically kind of go through any, you know, some free throws, go through some stuff. And then all the guys like myself, Randy Brown, Keith Booth, Scott Burrell, we would stay after. And while those guys kind of started getting their ice and sitting down while the media came in, because back then, I don't know if it's still the same, the media had to come in the last 15 minutes of practice. So, me and Scott Burrell, Randy Brown, Keith Booth playing round robin one on one like we used to do. And if you win, you score, you stay on. If you you miss, you're off. And uh, Scott was kind of chirping at Mike, to, "Hey, keep your old old man. You don't want any of this today. You know, keep your old body over there." And this is you know he played 45 minutes tonight before. Um, 
and Mike was chirping back, and I, I don't know if it was because the media came in and kind of Scott kept going, but Mike had kind of heard enough and, and kind of got up and just sort of strolled over and stepped in line with us and uh, and then came back and beat every single one of us and then uh, made sure that Scott and all the media knew as he walked out that, that he was the man, you know. And uh, I'm sitting there playing him, and the picture I tweeted out is actually, you know, Jordan's backing me down, and he had missed a jump shot on me earlier in the in the little thing, he settled for a jump shot and missed it, and so I I got to stop. And he was he actually was telling me as he backed me down, he's like, I'm not settling for a jump shot this time, and uh, backed me down and scored on me. And um, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, God, there's so much on the line right now. Surely he could have just sat over there, taken a little ribbing, you know, and not gotten hurt messing around with me of all people or Scott or anybody, but he just couldn't stand it. You know, I mean, it, it, especially because of the trash talking was going on. And, of course, he goes out the next night and plays, what, 39 minutes and hits the game winner. So that's just who he was. Um, okay, so what, what what is that, you know, first, in terms of atmosphere, game six, Utah, what do you remember? I just remember Utah was always a really tough place to play, but just I think one of the clips you saw Phil had earplugs in yeah. um, when they were in Utah. Just you know, deafening crowd, and they're they're intense, and uh, of course, you know, Stockton Malone are, are you know tough, tough as nails, and Hornacek was a tough guy, and it was just an unbelievable atmosphere. That the wives flew out, so my wife was there, and just getting to be a part of it. I actually was sitting on the end line. Uh, I had to kind of come around and sit on the standard right where he stole the ball from Carl Malone. Um, I was sitting right in front of, right there at it, and just. Uh, uh, the electricity of the building, but then also just the electricity of the building kind of going out, the lights going out as soon as he hit the shot was, was pretty amazing. Okay, so help me out with this. Rusty LaRue, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I, I, John Stockton is my idol, right? If I could play like yeah. one guy, it's John Stockton. Forever, for my entire uh, life as a broadcaster and going back to my life when I was a player, I thought it was Jordan taking the ball from Malone. Malone's got to be stronger than that. But when I watch the replay now, I realize that was at least partially Stockton's fault, right? Like you got to wait till Jordan clears and, and even hold the ball a tick longer. If he doesn't clear, skip it over to Hornacek on the, on the other side. Um, like, look, could they have run pick and roll? Yes, that would have worked. Could they have had Stockton on the opposite side? Like they did the previous possession when he hit the three, that could have worked as well. But if you're going to have the best passer in the, in the NBA, maybe in NBA history, making that pass, isn't it at least partially on him that he didn't wait for Jordan to clear and Jordan got to get that steal? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I do think that, you know, that's part of the uh, – I think any time to be a good passer, you got to see the defense. And, of course, Stockton uh, was one of the best at that. And uh, you know, I don't know if it's just the intensity of the moment, but uh, if he loses Jordan, you know, behind Malone and those guys and can't see him, but um, certainly – they had run that play, and I think Jordan mentioned they had run that play a bunch of times down the stretch. I mean, because Cornicek uh, sets the cross screen. And I think if you watch it, too, I thought Malone kind of came a little early, didn't really yeah. wait on the screen. Um, and so, uh, you know, Mike being who he is, just kind of hung in the weeds a little bit, either for whatever reason Stockton didn't see him. But, um, you know, I had a chance to play with Stockton later on, um, you know, play with Utah for half a season right toward the end of his career. And, you know, one of those guys that made very, very few mistakes um, uh, was just such a good passer. But I, I would tend to agree with you. That was one of those ones that I'm sure I wish he could have back. And 
maybe hold it a tick tick longer and, and, and give him some more clearance. Why didn't they just go double Jordan? Like as soon as he brought it across half court, like Pippen can't move. Rodman can't score, right? I, I know Phil went small and he's got uh, Ku coach in one corner and Steve Kerr in the other. Okay, you can't leave those guys. But why, why, wouldn't you, why, why wouldn't you dare somebody else other than the best player in the history of the sport to beat you? I, if they have a timeout, they probably do, you know, and I think that was one of the genius things that Phil not calling timeout there. I mean, why would you call a timeout? You got the best player in the world with the ball right where you want. And if you watch that play, Dennis actually makes a smart move. I mean, he's coming down Cuts. trailing the play. Yeah. And, his, and I think it's Carr maybe is standing right at the foul line, and, and Robin realizes so he cuts in front of him to sort of clear him out um, to make the lane for Jordan to drive. And um, I, I, I'm, the only thing I can guess is they hadn't gone over that scenario, like late in the game, hey, we're going to run double. But you also remember they had been burned on that before too. Um, yeah. So uh, – and, and – you know, Steve hitting the shot. So, um, again, I think if they we call timeout, they're probably going to set something up to try to do it. But um, not that it would have mattered. You know, Mike's always seems to find a way. What's that like when the ball's in the air? You're just sort of holding your breath. Um, it's, it's so funny. I, I saved the picture you tweeted. So the picture you tweeted of Jordan from behind, you know, my wife is actually in that photo. My wife is about eight rows up behind the basket and her mouth and she's up on her feet with her mouth wide open yelling and it's just everyone else so Jason you can see him just have their hands on their face or on their head um it's just you kind of know what's going in when he shoots it you know you're holding your breath but you feel like when you let it go I mean it looked good from the get-go and I don't even think it hit any rim so no, it, it, it did not. And he held the follow through because he'd been short all night, which is my, my dad. I remember he reminded me of like 10 times over after after the game when he saw Jordan's quote. So they called timeout. They got five seconds to go. What do you remember? But like what what was the, the plan? Because they just because Utah went high, high pick and roll. And and honestly, Dennis was a little late getting out there. I mean, that and Stockton going right is nasty. That was it was very fortunate. Yeah, it was, and I think um, uh, if I remember correctly, we were switching everything. Um, uh, but Dennis was a little late, and I thought Stockton got off a good look, and and you know had a chance to go in, and um, he, he had he had made some difficult shots in that series uh, to get there, and um, it definitely was one of those ones where you're holding your breath. And I was sitting there watching with my with my uh, son, and. He's just like, it's a little anticlimactic. You know, this shit ain't only hitting a shot. I said, yeah, but you got to understand, five point whatever seconds is an eternity in the NBA when you can move the ball to half court um, because it wasn't over. The game was not over. I mean, even though that shot was a huge shot and it was the game winner, um, they still had a great look at it. Rusty LaRue, I guess, on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. So the game is over. What do you remember happened next? It's just all kind of a blur. Uh, you know, you go to the locker room. I, I forgot I was, in the, I was on the elevator with Jordan when he came up to the room. I had forgotten that. It just – it all gets kind of mushed together and, uh, you know, just in, enjoying the moment. And um, My wife's got a picture with Leonardo DiCaprio from the, from the uh, room back there. As you saw in the video, he was there. And just pretty cool experience. And just I think everybody just ready to get home and um, – I, I do feel like watching that video, uh, watching the, the documentary, it's kind of interesting how they talked about how the third one for him kind of felt like relief, you know, yeah, versus yeah. just elation. But I really do feel like that last one was elation. You know, I really do think that team, it was a relief. They were really uh, 
because of the toil it took on them and they know how hard they really kind of had to work and just while everything that went on with the season with with Pippen early in the year and you know Robin's circus and just everything that we kind of had to put aside and uh, the distractions they had to put aside to pull it off was pretty amazing. I know when Rodman was wrestling and missed practice, though, you had to be like, "This is like the CBA. I'm ready for this. I've I've seen all this stuff in the CBA." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think uh, when you come from the CBA, you've seen a lot, and uh, um, uh, it, it was interesting. And I, I told, uh, I think Ron Harper had the best quote when they said, "You know, he, he made two fifty to do it and got fined twenty. He was a pretty smart businessman, I guess." Because if any, and Phil was smart enough to know that. While it wasn't okay, you know, all those guys could kind of, the, the group of guys we had were pretty good at handling that kind of stuff. And, you know, uh, on lesser teams with, with, with guys who maybe weren't established, that, that would have been a distraction. But I think for those guys, it was just kind of like, all right, here we go. We got to put that aside and got to do what we got to do. Cause when Dennis was there, he was unbelievable. You know, he was, he was there in full, full force. He was, he was a heck of a player. Um, I, I think what, uh, did you, did you know that he had a, that Jordan had a piano in his room? I did not. I did not. That would have been something I was. I was new, new to me. So <laughs> he, I, he was talking trash and saying he had a piano. He was playing piano, and and I'm like, he, he's messing with these guys, right? Then all of a sudden he wins right. the game and he's playing and messing around the piano. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's amazing. Rusty Larue, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Jordan as a teammate. Obviously, you didn't have a ton of experience with him, but you, you got to experience that season. How would you describe it? I think the documentary played it out pretty well. I mean, he, he's a—I said it in the thing I posted. He's a—he's defined by winning. He's a compulsive competitor, you know. And he was great to me. Um, uh, of course, I wasn't in the day-to-day grind of necessarily determining his wins and losses, um, but I also think he probably had a healthy respect for me as a competitor just with everything I had done in college and playing multiple sports. And, um, you know, I, I competed every day in practice. When I got to guard him, I went at him. You know, I was smart enough not to talk any trash. <laughs> but, um, you know, he was a guy who was didn't sugarcoat anything um, when it came to winning and losing. But I, I, I do think that most of his teammates would tell you off the court, a uh, really good guy to be around. Um, got me tickets for some of my buddies in New York when his last game there, when he was original Jordans, I was promised four tickets and week before the game, they're like, Oh, can't give you, don't have any tickets for you. And I had to go to him kind of hat in hand and say, Hey, I need some tickets. And he took care of my guys. So that's just, I think who he was. He definitely was a, was a good teammate in regards to all the other stuff and how he treated and uh, the wives and families. And um, because he was pulled in so many directions, it's just, um, you know, it's hard to imagine the life he had to live, but on the court, I mean, if he doubted whether you were there uh, fully or thought you weren't in it for the right reasons or um, needed to test you, he would test you. Well, it's interesting. There's, there's an article I tell, I'll, I'll send to you where from uh, Phil Jackson, keeping a diary of the last season of the last dance. And he talks about how Jerry Krause, when they called you up, he doesn't mention you by name. We got a kid coming up from the CBA who can replace Steve Kerr. Cause Steve Kerr was, was hurt. That's why you originally called up. And, yep. uh, and, and that's, I, I just, I can't imagine you and I know how great a shooter and how confident a player you were. Imagine if you were in that situation, you're standing there and Jordan has to depend on you, you know, to make a shot to win an NBA championship. Like I, I do wonder if all these years later you wish Kerr couldn't have gone and you would have got that shot. Yeah, well, I think you look back and think, 
what a great opportunity one um you know for me being a the the type of player I was kind of like you mentioned I mean, it was a perfect that environment with those guys was a perfect role for me um I had a chance to play with you know Utah uh for half a season and and another system that really fit me well and um I don't know that Jordan would have thrown it to me <laughs> uh just because he, he was a guy that you kind of had to earn your stripes and I think he had to earn the confidence in you and uh, probably hadn't been in the battle with him as much as others. There was actually, a, a, you know, earlier in the series, in the uh, in the uh, documentary, Season. you remember when yeah. they showed the Phoenix the Phoenix loss? That was my first NBA game. Uh, was I got called up against Kevin Johnson, Jason Kidd. We lost. And then the next game was against uh, the Clippers game. They talked about the double overtime win. And I remember in that game, passing up a jump shot, wide open jump shot late in the game. You know, I was open and uh, didn't shoot it. And then, Next timeout kind of came and went, and Phil pulled me over after the timeout. He said, hey, don't pass up that shot. If you're open, take it. You know, that's what you're here for, you know. And just gave me a lot of confidence, and that was kind of stuff Phil would do to, to bring guys in. As a rookie, he made me feel like, you know, if I get a shot, take it um, and be a part and be a, be a, you know, fulfill my role, and that was my role. Rusty, great stuff, man. I'm, I'm glad you're getting a little uh, uh, adulation for your successful career. Um, say hi to your family for me, and thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, man. Thanks, Doug. All right, Rusty LaRue joining us, a former NBA uh, uh, NBA player and, of course, played with that 98 Bulls championship team. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels 
channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.